0: Okay. So, we lost the recording. But but the classic question about all the, the pasuk that I just read that you may not have heard is, are these things real that people were doing and that B'nai Israel is supposed to avoid? Or is all of this witchcraft false and B'nai Israel is supposed to avoid it because of its falseness or its it being falsehood? The
1: Torah would reject something that's true. So, so for example, But the Torah, says, I mean, in theory... It says do not other gods. It doesn't say because they're not real. It doesn't have to qualify the other no, gods. No, that that, that supports... We cannot accept that there is
0: other gods. It goes against the whole fundamental of our judgment. But it
1: doesn't say that they don't exist. So the fact that the Torah goes against it implies that it's based in Shekhar.
0: So. Why why not it just be a realm of human practice that we shouldn't engage in? Like right, the There denies, are magical powers out there. Existence.
1: It doesn't say um, They don't exist It just acts it, If you read it on the shot level It sounds right. like there are other gods And God is just Higher on the pantheon of gods
0: So you're saying that The, the typical Way of the Torah Is to disqualify What is not true Yes I Meaning it's not saying It's not God. saying it's not true Because that's evident that's It just says it's Asur Because you, obviously it's God. not true yes. What? I am shem The one and only God I mean That statement by itself You have to assume that There's no other gods even for sure, for sure. No, but he's saying, why isn't it explicitly say that don't follow other gods because they are false? Okay, so he says, yeah. it's 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 taken as a given that it's false and that's why the Torah is saying it's asur. Whenever the Torah is saying it's asur, then you should be able to intuit that it's because the things are built on sheker. And he's saying it's the same thing here. These things are all falsehood. Anybody who engages in it is lying, okay, to, you. lying to you. And it's a sleight of hand or whatever it is. And... That's why the Torah says it's forbidden. Now, does the Torah ever explicitly say these things are not true? No. But, but the fact that the Torah says that it's forbidden, you know it's not it's true. The, uh,
1: um,
0: it's more than
1: that. Yeah. I think in the Torah, I mean somewhere in the text, it says that uh, uh, you have to throw them out because I don't want you to follow the customs that they're doing. Certainly. So... so Obviously, these things are part of the
0: custom. I know they're part of the custom, so, so, so. but were they part? So they got to be true, but got to be. No, why so do they have, they have to be true? Done. There's are part of American things culture things is to go real? visit a psychic. Doesn't it it mean real? that the psychic actually have. No, my my question is, does the Torah believe that these things are real but forbidden, or does it believe that these things are all fake? <laughs> and we being used by be by people to manipulate others. Well, what do you mean by real? Real, real me- as <coughs> we can the sorcerer really do magic? can really tell the future?
1: I don't think that's real. Okay, okay. okay. is that person trying to do? Yes. That's not what
0: I'm asking. Uh, okay. for, for sure, For sure there are people who try to because it's a fantastic way of controlling other people. And this is what all of the the fundamental magical world is made in order for the people who are wise to it to fake like they're doing something in order to manipulate others. It's a, it's a power, it's a power play, okay? But does is there room to say that the Torah believes that these things are actually, meaning can it really be that a magician is actually performing the magic? Can it really be that the, the person telling the future is actually has a clairvoyance to tell the future? Yeah, I mean, Does the Torah say that... Showing that?
1: like For example, Egypt, which is probably known as the greatest nation of the occult in history, yeah. and they can't even... They didn't even try to attempt to fight God's, quote-unquote, magic or miracles with their uh, own. Right. And spell after after just lice, where it becomes beyond side of hand. Now it's a microscopic kind of... Thing.
0: Right. It's a very good point. What he's saying is... Well, it seems like the Torah actually is making a very clear moral case against or or, uh, um, case against the belief in these things in the way it deals with Egypt. Because one of the main things in the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim is that God is constantly fighting against the magicians of Egypt, right? So... In that fight, the magicians have to continuously acknowledge God's superiority over them. So, Benji's saying that that's the Torah's way of describing that Egypt, which was the king of the nations that were into the occult, into things that are magical, the whole purpose of the story is to show that they all bent a knee before God and had no power when, when God actually exposed them for their falsehood. Right? So, he's saying that's one of the layers of, uh, of, of significance to the story of, of leaving Even the Egypt
1: he's basically called, making fun of he's me. called the donkey yes because his vision that he has that actually what happens to the talking donkey, donkey is a vision because he strikes it three times right he's than a donkey the three times that he strikes it corresponds to the three times he attempted to go curse the jewish people so when he he doesn't understand why it's not moving forward because there's a sword right in front of him right that he doesn't even see himself god is telling him in the new you're you're lesser than a donkey because even he would understand that his death is looming if right. you take one step further. And then at that moment, he wakes up and he realizes, I got to stop with these shenanigans. I have to actually try to cause him to sin. So he doesn't have any power. The, the, the vision is actually mocking his lack of power.
0: I agree. I, I agree that that's also an element of the story of Bilam. The, the, the irony of all this is that the Bilam story is the one from which people who believe in the magical side of the Torah... Most prove their side because they. Oh look, Bilam was a Nabi He clearly was able to see the future. Uh, you know, he was on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, So clearly, there's black magic that exists. So they, they,
1: they usually right. point to the witch of Endor. Uh, so, uh, um, and the whole Sha'ul talk yeah, but even
0: that, that one's also this very, uh, problem, yeah. very easily interpre- interpreted exactly. uh, thing. But but um, this debate. You know, we have Benji here, so we're clearly we're going to hear one side of the, bait, of the debate. Um, but the debate is actually, it's a real debate. It's an actual debate amongst the rabbis of old. I per- personally, I'm more uh, inclined towards the understanding of the Rambam, which after he goes through that pasuk which I said, which is said, that uh, All of these things that are forbidden, that are magical, magical, um, Rambam when he concludes Explaining what each of them are In his book of Halakha He then says And by the way Don't think any of this is true It's all falsehood. This is all fake And there's nothing to it And anybody who believes in these things Is foolish Or something like that he always, He's a very uh, very uh, intent on Rambam On always criticizing people Who even think to believe in these things Okay So Rambam Radach Radakh Are on this school that all this thing is magic, all this stuff is fake, it's not magic, it's fake um, There's no black magic that exists in the reality of the world The natural world does not have such a world room for that stuff The only, the only otherworldly experience that a human can experience is the experience of nivuah with God And that's it, there's no um, thing And the benefit of that mode of thinking is first of all, that's confusing because when you start to believe That there's black magic Then There is a lot of ru- it's, very, it's a very strange thing Like like So this person actually has powers Where is he getting his powers from? It, it, it leads to an ideolo- many, many ideological issues Like wait So there are powers Over the world That are non-divine So Borei Ulam is not the only power Where is this person getting the power from? The Satan? So is the Satan in contradiction with, with God? And it creates a whole web of philosophical problems, which I don't, if you have the Rambam to rely on, who says it's, just, it's all nonsense, don't even think about it, then I, I think it's not a lot easier to go that route. Uh,
1: but to defend the other side's case, like if you read like Ramban, right? So Ramban mentions necromancy as a real thing, but he says, it's, he calls it the science of necromancy, because in his time, it was. he thought he observed something that would actually be legitimate science. Right. Ibn Ezra believed in astrology because at the, uh, at the time that was considered like a science. Uh, Maruf wrote an article about this. He said if they were if they were alive today, they would certainly reject it on the grounds that it's not science. Yeah, oh, what well,
0: those things that I saw, which were seemed to have been clear yeah. magic, actually we've now determined the scientific cause of them. Now, oh, now I don't have to believe that this thing's magic anymore. Uh, yeah, that, and that that's a lot of. That could be another argument. Pro the more rational view Which is even the rabbis That we know Believed in the magical world Imagine they were to come today And see what we could explain With scientific inquiry And say okay You know a lot of this stuff Is, uh, is scientific very very We have today also like
1: rabbis That still they do
0: this I, I don't know I, I don't know these things like the I've never a very rational person. It's not like if you read his perush you'll but see He's one of the biggest Pashanim actually on the text But we are talking
1: about Rambam No I know I'm no,
0: no, no. He's his saying opponents. that the opponent of Rambam Is typically known as the Ramban with Anun Who was more of the magical thought But he's even saying Ramban when you look at him He's a very rational thinker He came to the conclusion of the magical world Through rational inquiry because at the times, there were so many weird things that occurred in the world that were not explainable.
1: He based it on, on the science that was at his disposal, not not based on actual. And magic. he's saying an
0: article, Rabbi Maruf wrote apparently. I never read, I but an, an article that uh, he explains how a lot of the rabbis, even of those gen, if they live today, there's there's a lot of what they thought was magic that would be able to explain. Uh, what was I gonna say? The last thing. Um, oh, regarding rabbis doing magic, I don't know. It's Look, magic. they? If someone. For some reason, it seems like anybody who doesn't believe in these things has never experienced it. Meaning, I've never met someone who was, like Benji, who's inclined to not believe in any of this stuff, who then came to me and said, I went to this rabbi and he told me my future and it was, it was, uh, it was, he was right. Now, wh- if Benji goes and he comes John, I promise you this rabbi looked at me and he read my forehead and he told me exactly what's gonna to happen to me in the next, uh, the next three years and it all came true. If Benji comes and tells me that, then I'll, I'll believe it, right? My issue is that the only times I've heard stories, it's like, this person heard from this person who went uh, to this person. It was all... all uh, like no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying why I'm, I'm less inclined to believe. Um, look, you could disagree with me, I, I understand.
1: You yeah, you look host, at look at wokeness. Like I mean, wokeness they, is they also admit, driven by... Admit ...that what they do is a show. That's the difference between them and psychics. They do the exact same thing. Psychics will pretend, like, even someone like Uri Geller, he'll say, like, I can bend spoons my mind. He's still saying that today. Even though he was proven wrong and other magicians exposed him, that's his gimmick. He's, he's showing that he has powers. And then there are people who could do the exact same thing. There's a guy named James Randi. I don't know if you should look him up, but what he does is, like, he could sit with you in a room and he could tell you everything about yourself and read your... I even interviewed a mentalist doing sim- similar things. And the, tr- the point is, is that if you're smart, you could still be tricked. These people know, have, they understand like covert hypnosis, um, body language, so many things that were not even, not even on our radar. Like take a look at your shoelaces and figure out what industry you're in. It's crazy. Right. It's, it's, but, but they say it's, it's a learned thing. It's heck, a lot of psychology so, involved. So
0: my my issue, and I've yet to be convinced that there are rabbis with these powers. I'm sorry if that sounds like a blasphemy okay, to someone. Please, please. I, I've yet to be convinced because I've never heard a compelling story. If I ever heard a story, it's this guy I heard from that guy whose sister's brother, or whatever, whose sister went. And, and, but if my own dad, who's maybe the most, non, like, most rational person I know, came to me and said, John, I went to this Mikubal and he saw everything. Then I'll, I would say, like, you know, maybe this Mequbal has. I have, that has never happened I'm to me. Yes. And until it happens to me, I will continue to say that I don't think that these powers are there. Or maybe that these, maybe it exists to the extent that there are some people who have very deep meditative abilities. That they're able to read people very well. that They could tell. I don't know. People I, want it I, to I be know. true. That's the thing.
1: They, they want it to be true. Because if you see, like, the people who go to mekubalim they're mostly, like, not religious people who don't know a lot. Uh, you don't see, like, black hatters, for example, going to Makolim, usually. It's people who, like, want to protect their money and, or have a sick child or whatever it is, and it's easy for them to get manipulated. They're, they're basically the perfect customer. I, I also
0: don't know what the need is. This, this rabbi has powers. Like, Borealam has powers, too. Exactly. Get your bracha from Borealam. The question for is, why is
1: there room for such thinking? Uh, there shouldn't be. Why is there even room? Is this something intentional? Listen, if you, if you go no, through I think, a hard I think, time... No, I think it's human life. nature.
0: I think it's, hum- I think it's very comfortable. If you go through a hard time... I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you the root... You can't have kids. You know, you're looking for some prayers. I'll, t- I'll, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you the root of it. The root of it is that as Jews, we are forced to believe or we're expected to believe that God controls everything and nobody else has any other power over reality. Now, the problem with that is we can't talk to God. We can't know what God is thinking. We never... So we are left in a continuous state of doubt. And our job is emuna, which is to, uh, to just accept whatever God has for us. Very, very hard, very sophisticated, very, very mature, but very difficult. Now, you have a tendency to want to control your future, which is, in my opinion, made a little bit of an Abu Dazarat tendency of yeah. trying to control your future beyond what God has in store for you. Right? And that's a very strong tendency that's, that comes from insecurity. Because if I can't speak to God, that means I can't know my future, I can't know what's going to be, I can't know if I'm ever going to have success in this and this and that. And it's a very, very, al- you feel very alone in the true path of Yahadut in the sense that you just have to accept. But you can't really, other than through tefillah, you can't bend God's will. I, now, I think people should read uh,
1: Abad al-Kochabim of the Rambam with the right. nosh because that explains the exactly Right,
0: he does happening. explain it at the beginning of the Abad al section. But then there's a human tendency to say, well, I I need to control. I I wish there was a way I could control. So if this rabbi is known to give good berakot to bring me the thing that I think, then of course you're going to want to believe it's true. And when you want to believe something is true so much because it gives you security, there are going to be people who give in and believe it's true. That's the human side of it. And it's it's very understandable. It's
1: not against the Torah either because that part of it, you know, the Torah says if there is a an Navi and he predict the way you could tell if he's real or not is by the, predicting the future. If it comes true, then you can believe in that person. Yeah, but this is the Torah. So the, sure. there's,
0: more, there's more than that. Yeah. The, the Rambam says hmm. if you want to believe a Navi is true, first of all, you have to be a man of good standing, man who's known as a tzaddik. And then if they come, man of, who's a tzaddik, who's shown that he's been following the path of God and whatever and he successfully tells you the future and he says, I heard this from God, then he's done enough to prove himself to be navi. Now, we don't have Nabi today anyways, but he's done himself enough to prove himself to be navi. Now, if that person who for a decade you've known to be an upstanding good man who then told the future turns out to be false, it's not on you because you were only able to rely on what the information you had, which was that the guy's a tzaddik and that the guy told me the future. So he says you're still obligated to follow the guy even though um, even though he, he is false because you don't know that. Now if he turns out to be false, it's on Hashem because that's Hashem put him in front of you. There's nothing else to do. Alright, interesting conversation. Um, but it's all very natural, these things. These things are very natural. They are. There's a very, very strong inherent push in humans towards these magical things. It's very comforting to believe that you can get around God by going to a rabbi who is going to make a special request that's going to force God's hand to do what you want. Ultimately, I, I don't know if it's awfully consistent with, definitely not consistent with my Manudian thought. Um, and for those who can handle the path of Emunah, which is difficult and requires a lot of just acceptance, I think that's probably the best path. Baruch Amen, amen